The best chats are always the unscripted ones. There are interesting stories all around us, and here's one of them. Open your eyes, spectaculars right in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, this is totally unscripted, so we never know where this is going to go. Dangerous. This is the unscripted perspective, Turn the volume and here's your host, Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. <laughs> Well, guys, um, I'm back, as you've already discovered. If you've checked your podcast feeds, um, our first episode dropped not so long ago. And now I have another wonderful episode of The Unscripted Perspective, and it is Rachel Kane. How are you today? It's... it's, I'm great now that I'm here with you, Philip. This is exciting. (laughs) It's, uh, or screaming Rachel, is that what we call you now? uh, Call me either way. Screaming, call me Rachel, call me screaming Rachel. Screaming Rachel. Uh, For those of you who haven't, um, we were just chatting about this before we hit the record button. Um, Our first podcast was about two years ago. Um, It was a wonderful conversation. If you haven't heard it, go back. It's out there for everyone to listen to. So much fun. We had fun. Um, and yeah, can you hear her scream was the title. So uh, definitely go back and listen to that. Now we're just getting an update because Miss Kane, you have been up to some some stuff in the last couple of years. How oh are my you? Gosh. My life has been so crazy. I was in Rolling Stone this month, a 6,000 word, kind of controversial type piece, but that's cool. And actually, uh, I got the story because the editor of Page Six New York, Allie Coleman, uh, put it together, which I thought was pretty outstanding. Because, you know, Page Six is kind of gossipy. Mm-hmm. And they've uh, featured Screaming Rachel quite a bit because of my club kid days and whatnot and all the crazy things I've been involved in. So, you know, I've got a new single, uh, lots of things to talk about. Even Hillary Clinton, for God's sakes. Oh, I know. And uh, we were just laughing about that as well. Um, so, you know, you're you're the queen of house music. We, we discussed this already. Um, I think one of the coolest things um, for me last time was that you have your own... Um, you have your own everything basically you've you've created your own recording label you've 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 basically built everything you needed to be successful because they instead of trying to find people to accept you you just said you know what i'm just gonna do it myself like that's what's really cool about that and i love and then fostered other talent along the way you 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 gave the platform how's that going by the way we were talking about other things before um and and platforms you're creating how has that gone in the last two years i think everything's getting bigger and more successful and we've got some great people great new people irene michaels is one of them late night dub addict is another one i'm really liking dj thad x who's here in Nashville. Now, usually you catch me in my hometown of Chicago, but right now I'm in Nashville. So it's a whole <laughs> different scene. And you're going to hear a lot of noise in the background because it's bachelorette season. Of course, of course. <laughs> bachelorette <laughs> season. Um, so um, one thing that we didn't get to do last time that I'm excited to be able to do this time is um, 
because I've upgraded my equipment. I've upgraded a lot of things in my life. And um, one of the things we didn't get to do was actually hear something like a quick sample. So um, talking about your newest single, it's called Rising. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to play a few seconds just to give people a taste, um, not to ruin it because I want people to go out and actually listen to the full full thing and give it its full glory. Um, but um, just for fun, because I know it excited you when I did it earlier, so I'm going to do the same thing again. This is the ultimate house party. Yeah. I love it. I, I absolutely adore it. It is one of one of the coolest tracks. I actually, um, because of the hectic st- schedule that I maintain, because I don't make money out of this, it's 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 enjoyment that I get out of this more than anything. Um, I was actually driving on my way home from work, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to really get up to speed a little bit more." And I listened to your most recent tracks from back to back just gave them the full because I've heard snippets and stuff obviously because I've always been keeping an eye and your live feeds because we're friends on Facebook and everything um, which I appreciate as well the connection has always been great Um, but just it's just so like you're just sitting in the car and then you're looking over to the car sitting in traffic and they're going oh yeah this is what are you listening to right now (laughs) <laughs> you can see them like trying to change the dial like where 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 is this oh it's probably on your ipad or your your phone or something you know what i mean so um it's a really cool track um one thing i will say though is um my favorite track that you've done recently if i can find it is... mm, i want to know which one this is So tell me about that one because I don't remember it on there in the last time we spoke and it doesn't give me dates and times of when it was released or any details at all spotify is pretty i love spotify but it's it can be a blessing and a curse at the same time so um it really <laughs> um tell me about that track because he is amazing um yeah jerry McAllister, 
uh, made the track Perfect Love. And it and is it's Reggie really- Hall singing, I believe. Exactly. It is Reggie Hall, who's got an amazing voice. Uh, and Cherry wrote it. And I'm trying to think when we put that out. That probably was in the late 90s, believe it or not, or maybe early 2000s. Could have been. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, wrong. So it is in your top five streamed song. So I literally just hit play. And I was like, because, you know, um, I've been getting more and more into different music and all that kind of stuff and actually watched a documentary, um, Ed Sheeran's new documentary, um, basically about how his new album is just connection and all that kind of stuff. And he is his his quest and his request from all of his fans and anyone that listens to his music is please just listen. Don't skip, like listen to the track, give it its full at least once. You and need so to that's, do that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's it's you know I um it it's lived with me. That comment has lived with me. So it's like I want to make sure. So I I went back to back to back, and they're just they're all great songs. But that one, just because of Reggie, I think it just adds. I, I love dance music, but it's always nice when there's a, a a voice and a kind of a tune and something you can sing to and you know it was just really cool i love to do sing put out music work with other artists actually the whole rising thing came out of kind of a dark time in life you know when i was having some problems and then i looked to my friends and we all got together and we wrote the song rising and we've got a number of mixes on it and Spada, who's one of the biggest uh, superstar DJs out there, has just created a couple of new mixes. So that's exciting, too. We're having uh, many, many thousands of streams. I think we're getting around around 100,000 or so, which is not bad. The wow, streaming wow. thing is, I mean, the, the thing is streaming has really hurt the music business a lot. It's, it's hurt artists because the only way we can make money is getting out there performing, which is what I love to do the best. And I've just done a few really great shows that I've enjoyed. And uh, your brand, you know, Mm. and and I think we're going to bring vinyl back. In fact, I know we're bringing vinyl back. Actually, that's one thing, you know, I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan. I think I said that to you before. Uh Um, You did. And he's a huge vinyl advocate as well. And one of the things he just said in an interview is that, he designed his album that he just created to be for vinyl, even though it's on everything because it has to be, because you know, if you're going to be successful, Um, but the vinyl is it's designed for vinyl because of how he created it and how the songs are laid out and everything. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that vinyl has come back with such a, it's almost like it's just, it's all crack in the door and just kicked it open and everyone's just, like I myself got a record player for Christmas last year. Um, and it's, it's a good, it's a great sound. It's just so different. Sounds and then clever. it's also um, coupled with new technology. You have a record player that can Bluetooth up to a bunch of speakers. And all of a sudden you've got, you've got updated technology working with new technology. So it's, it's very, it's very cool. I enjoy it. I, um, I can definitely, tell um that it's not music isn't about perfect like we were just chatting about this when we were were talking about background noise and things like that 
it's not about being perfect. It's about being authentic. And I think, you know, I remember David Gray doing an album where he recorded it in his, his, um, his bedroom. And in some of the tracks, he didn't edit it out. He didn't do anything. You can hear traffic outside the front, um, the front of his house and things like that. And people crave that authenticity now. And I think that's why Ed Sheeran's album, because he, he's just come out and said, this is, these are songs I did three or four or five years of songs that I had for this album, but then my friend died. I was sued for copyright and it was, I won the lawsuit. My wife got a tumor and she was pregnant while she was pregnant with our firstborn. Like it's just, it's mental. And then he, he, how he dealt with it was write these songs and it's just absolutely amazing. And just like you, you had just this low, period of your time uh, your life and you you got in the booth and you got with your friends and you wrote a song and it's it's therapeutic creation it's is very therapeutic it's very therapeutic and also it brought me together with late night dub addict from Manchester, uh dj fat x from here in nashville and now uh spada i believe spada is in paris we have to look him up but we'll look him up at some other time. So look up Spada because he really does some great music. But we've got so much great music. Joe Smooth I've been working with lately. I think last time I was on, we might have been doing um, I Am House, that single that I had out at the time. Could have um, been. Uh, can, you, can you spell Spada? Because if I can find it on here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it on there. S-P-A-D-A. It was so simple, I overcomplicated it. <laughs> so um, Spada is, is, is an artist that you've collaborated with. Is he on your label? Well, he's going to be on my latest vinyl, which I'm oh. very excited about. Because finally, Trax you know, is going back on vinyl. And our director of vinyl, Paul Brazil, he's really cool and really crazy, and I like him a lot. He's been kind of scouring the planet in a way. Now he's trying to find someone in Africa to do a mix. So he's all about, you know, Paris, London, Africa, all these different people that he's bringing in to mix the song. Because when he was in Brazil, like he, he said he played the song for about like, cause there's like a, about five different mixes of it and they're really cool mixes. So if you play all the different mixes of rising that we have, um, each has a different flavor to it. Each has a different person that worked on it. Daniel L Late Night Dub Addict is amazing, and he's hitting all the charts everywhere. And actually, you know, so altogether, I'm, I know there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of streams if you put them all together. Right, right. Project. It's exciting, and I'm hoping, you know, that, that people love it. I know that it uplifted my spirits. And I've got such great friends that really, you know, brought me back alive and made me feel great about myself. And I needed it at the time. You know, it's um, it's incredible because I'm just looking at his most streamed song right now is 12, 12 million. Yeah. That's he's pretty a, good. He's really, really, really well known. I mean, um, I've never heard of the guy. So, but then I don't... Other than you, I mean, I already know the queen of house. I don't need to go delving any further into it. You know what I mean? If they appear on your tracks and I go look, you know, but um, 
um, being honest, like house is something that I listen to and being, you know, being a DJ, uh, karaoke host and being an entertainer, you know, you get to learn all these, all these different types of music. I never really listened to country. And then all of a sudden I love country and I respect Chris Stapleton. I think his, his music's amazing. And it's just, you know, you go down these paths because of different times in your life. And, you know, like I grew up on Kenny Rogers and then, you know, Michael Jackson and all this stuff. I go from, from, from all over the place as far as genres, because it's not necessarily, I'm not like much like you. I'm not, genre it's about the message right it's about the message and how it makes you feel right it's um, about what makes you feel music is all about a feeling exactly so you know um just looking at spada here i mean the fact that you're attracting these kinds of artists just yes. tells tells a whole story on its own you know well, because tracks has been revered and loved around the world for a number of years i'm really happy with with what we've been doing I'm glad that, you know, we are getting some exciting new artists because the whole thing is it's going to be about new talent. It always is. Luca mm. Gerlin, he's another great one. We've got so many D-beat out of Italy. We've really gotten this whole international groove going, and it's fun. You know, me in Chicago working with somebody in Italy or somebody in Paris or somebody in Africa, and then, you know, even just being here in Nashville where I've met so many cool people. There's a really huge music scene. And in, in fact, electronic music is really making its way here as well. So, you know, I guess now with Spada, I'll have millions and millions of hits, which will be- Right, right. Well, and um, as, as much as COVID definitely hurt a lot of things, I it think did. it forced us to pivot a little bit. And actually, like you said, you, you'd never, I would never have spoken to you if it wasn't for COVID, let's be honest, because, you know, we, these avenues like Zencaster and Zoom and all these, these, these things that were created came and really flourished because of the yeah. fact that we weren't able to go out and be normal people for a while, you know, I, so. I DJed every Saturday during COVID. It was you did. really fun. You did, it I was great. It was on your yeah. Facebook page, and um, every boy, Saturday. yeah, I would I would always click in and make sure I, I I sat on there for as long as I could and enjoyed it. And you were, you always gave the same energy, and you had different people, um, you know, like friends, obviously in your safe zone yeah. for those of you worried about COVID and things like that. <laughs> but like, you know, it was it was still a really cool, and it, it was you brought the party to the room. You brought the party to the people who were watching. So instead of us having to go out to a party, we got to have a party in our house, you know? Exactly. And, and we were the first label that did that, by the way. Other labels did not start doing it until Dra Tracks did it first. In fact, I've got to thank the club kids in New York who've always been innovators because uh, one of my good friends is Jason Chaos, and then I make films a lot with Eric Rivas, because we have six movies that I've made in the last few years. Which I we're going to talk about. I, I've, yeah. I've, I've got it on the list. You've, you've oh. made, made that list. Yeah. Um, which, you know, um, like I said, you've, you've done so much in the space of 
such a short amount of time because two years is really nothing. You can blink and miss it, but it felt like a really long time because of COVID and everything that was going on. But, you know, um, the last conversation we had, we, we spoke about how you were innovating and trying to bring new talent into the, into the business. And you've always done that. You've always, that's always been your focus because you're, you still have a lot to give to the industry and you still have a lot to create, but just having your name next to uh, an artist that has, that maybe would never get a look if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, the, the queen of house has kind of put a rubber stamp and, and approved this person. It really does help an artist. And I think that is huge. And it, you know, I don't know if enough artists who are in your shoes would put themselves in a position to do that and actually do it on a regular basis. I don't think too many artists really think outside the box like that. And the other thing that I do is I don't judge artists by how many hits they have, how many followers they have. I don't judge them by their blue check mark. In fact, I've got blue check marks and I didn't even know what they meant to tell you, (laughs) but it's, but, you know, then I found out it's uber cool. But the funny thing is that, you know, I get a thrill from just hearing music that I love, whether they've got 12 million uh, hits or they've got like 150. If I think it's great, I think it's great. And I'll lend a hand, you know, I'll put it out there. So that's the thing. I don't judge artists by their social media following. I think that, uh, you know, that's one of the things that's happened today is that all of the larger record companies, in fact, I've been kind of put down for doing what I do because people have said, oh, yeah, you know, you shouldn't run your label that way. What you should be doing is looking at TikTok. And if they have like a million fans, at least that's who you sign. But, you know, we've got a decent TikTok following. We've gotten into that recently. But I don't really look at the numbers. I listen to the artist. I listen to the music. Right. And it's, that's, you know, that's a a huge, a huge feat for you to be able to just do that because, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of narrow mindedness in the industry that feels that there's an algorithm for success and they're going to stick to it and they're not going to move away from it. Uh, It happened it, it happened for a long time. It, you know, you look at American Idol, which isn't a um, isn't a kind of a staple or or a, a bar, but even even Simon Cowell and people who are who are putting their name behind artists for a long time made the comment that uh, an artist like Adele, when she was bigger and not so. Uh, um, that's so skinny and yeah right now she's look she looks amazing and i mean she's right. always looked amazing and that's not what i'm saying but like the the regular shaped women who aren't just eating leaves and grains of rice for dinner um, um i don't eat only grains <laughs> things like that but i am mainly vegan and i am vegetarian because i don't want to hurt anybody I don't want to hurt animals. I don't want to hurt people. And I want to have a life filled with love. And I believe that, you know, peace, love, house music, you know, uh, it's a spiritual kind of high with me. 
And it's even more spiritual when I'm on the stage, you know, entertaining and there's a few thousand people out there. I, I, you know, I really love that. Of course, I, it's it's electrifying. I think what I was what I was pointing to is that the the industry has been forced a few times to kind of shift and accept people who they wouldn't have normally accepted. And yeah. so, the, you know, this algorithm, this this cookie cutter type attitude where, you know, they have to have, you know, gelled ha- hair and a beautiful voice and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't happen anymore because people are now looking for authentic and normal and they buy into that idea that if he can do it, I can do it. And, and also on top of that, you have with this TikTok following, you have so much more talent out there that's making, it's true. yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because you have, there's almost too much, but in the same token, in the same token, it's, it's good. It's good that there is an avenue for people, you know, there's, um, it's an outlet. Yeah, there's so many different outlets that people have now. There would be no tracks if if we had to go along with what was trendy. Because when tracks first started, people said the music sucked. I mean, honestly, people did not get it. And now they're like, oh, my God, tracks. It's revered. They started Acid House. Well, the same thing happened with Ray Charles. Yeah, it's just like, you know, now the stuff that they thought was garbage is thought to be genius and it's really interesting to me, you know, in some of my really early songs, like My Main Man, are making it to television shows and being used in movies. And it's interesting to see what has happened and how this has grown. And this year, because Beyonce and Drake both made house music albums, it's kind of exploded. We never left the scene, but now we've influenced so many pop stars. You which know. is which is good. I mean, because mm-hmm. people have had to pivot and and go down different roads and find new ways to entertain. And I think um, just trying different genres. I mean, even I keep going back to Ed Sheeran because I've been listening to his music quite a lot lately. It's you know, even he has said that he was, you know, he 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 never would have thought that he'd be doing. You know, he, he's come up as a, a gingerhead, um, UK-born uh, kid that can rap. And, you know, now he's talking about maybe doing a country album or, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's nice and refreshing to be able to just tr- try different things. And I always do that. I love to sing blues. That's one of my favorite genres. And I, I can kick the hell out of that. And I, I just love many types of music. And since I've been in Nashville, of course, I'm getting influenced by that. I'm really proud of Irene Michaels because she's one of the new artists and she's up for um, Best New Rising Star on the Josie Award. She's going to play the Grand Old Opry. So oh, wow. that's, that's awesome. a big honor for, for people in Nashville. So it's very exciting for track to, uh, to have this going on. And it's very exciting for me to, to, as I said, be working with a mixer DJ like Spada, who has this huge worldwide following and has a love for Trax Records. And if we didn't have our director of vinyl, Paul Brazil, to thank for bringing us all this 
this exciting new international sound, uh, I don't know if it would have happened because, you know, it's, it's hard to get out there and connect personally with all these people. But Paul, luckily, is out there, you know, traveling a lot and being able to, to be one-on-one. And I think that's so important. I think maybe because of social media, we've lost a little bit of that whole, like, you know, meeting connection. in person, connection, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, you know, trying new things, doing new things, I think is a good segue into what you've been doing recently. You said you were doing film. So tell us a little bit about that and what you've been working on. Well, I've done within the last few years, six films. I work with a new director. Well, actually he's not new, but he's, he's, you know, breaking through really well called Eric Rivas. He's out of New York. And we have a really interesting ensemble cast because we have people from Bronx Tale, people from The Warriors, uh, you know, uh, Michael Musto, who's a well-known kind of bon vivant, um, you know, LGBTQ hero and uh, does a lot of television newscasting, things like that. So we've got a really interesting ensemble cast that usually gets together and works on each film and we always play different parts. And that's been really exciting. So you can look for Vamp Bikers 1, 2, and 3. You can see it on Tubi, Amazon, lots of places everywhere, you know, where where there's digital. So you can watch Screamin' Rachel as well as hear Screamin' Rachel. (laughs) So I'm excited about that. And then uh, Besides making these six films, which now the latest one is going to be Enter Requiem, um, I'm going to be playing a newscaster in this one. And it's kind of exciting because... What? what uh, um, so it sounds like they're... Are they horror or um, thriller well, or... They're, they're kind of... A, they're everything. They're, some of them are like horror comedy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right. They always okay. have a comedic kind of thing about them. You know, cool. and I mean, we've had we've had everyone that you can think of, you know, even people like Michael Alec, you know, who they made the movie Party Monster about. But we've had the real Michael Alec in the film, things like that. So we really have an interesting point of view. And we, you know, Fox News like plays our stuff in New York. And, you know, it's interesting because like in New York, we're kind of darlings of the film set. So so that's been pretty cool. I'm very proud of that. And I've always loved acting. I've I've even done a film with John Leguizamo, who's a, you know, very well known here. Mm. And um, we both went to the Strasburg Institute in New York, which is something I've always loved acting. But now the funniest thing happened. Talk about crazy, crazy. <laughs> I got an email that Hillary Clinton's film company Hidden Light Productions, and I know they've done some big things, and uh, they have some uh, Academy Award uh, winner working with them, but I'm really interested in this director, Elegance Bratton, and, and Chester Algren, and the thing is, when they wrote to me about Hillary Clinton doing a documentary about house music, I was like, this is not real. This is not real. I had to check it out and call around and, you know, make (laughs) sure this wasn't a hoax or some way to, let's say, I don't know, infiltrate my computer, hack me something, you know, whatever. 
But it turned out to be real, and they did some very exciting things. They rebuilt uh, one of the uh, iconic clubs, the playground, um, you know, which was really neat to see that. And we talked about a lot of the roots in house music. We talked about the original. I actually sang the first vocal house record, and it's called Fantasy. And I did it with Jesse Saunders and Vince Lawrence. And we've kind of drifted apart these days, which is a little sad. And so they were saying, well, why do you think that happened? And I guess, you know, industry, money, but I'm not a person who cares about those things. I'm a really weirdo. You know, people are like, Rachel, you got to care about big numbers. You got to care about money. But that's never been my motivation. My motivation is the love of the music, the love of the artists, and myself loving to create. I love to create. It's and beautiful. Being, it's yeah, it's yeah. a great thing to do. <laughs> one, I mean, it's like, my God, you know, uh, I think one of the biggest shows that was probably about 20, 30,000 people in Chile, you know, Fauna Primavera before the uh, pandemic hit and out there with Marshall Jefferson and Robert Owens it was uh, it was just so fantastic because all these people in South America, you know, they had loved house music, but it was kind of an expensive show to put on because we had to come from around the world to get together. And, you know, South America, it, it cost them a lot of money to do it. But at the same time, these people were very welcoming and really happy to see us because surprisingly, people around the world know this music. And I'm very excited about that. So it's been it's been a great ride, you know. Making yeah, it sounds like you've it sounds like you've had a lot going on. <laughs> yes, and I didn't even tell you this. Talk about more things going on. Because <laughs> in Chicago, I have a weekly television show that's on what we call least access. So least access, you can even advertise, which is pretty cool. So we play a lot of the tracks music because, of course, you know, we have the ability to do that because we're not, in other words, ripping off other people's music. Because when it comes to even things, platforms like Instagram or Facebook or any of these platforms, except for TikTok, which really kind of is kind of wide open crazy yeah. these days. But hey, that's mm -hmm. Too, and as long as you've got at least a thousand followers on TikTok, you can DJ live, which I think is really cool. That is really cool. It is, but like in a lot of the other platforms, if you play somebody else's song, or sometimes like I've played my own song, like I have a song called "Sweet," I played my own song "Sweet," I got kicked off Instagram, and you know had to go back to uh, our distributor or. You know who owns Instagram, so I'm not really going to say anything on that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you you have to be so careful, you know. So I'm glad we have a really great catalog because it gives me a lot of music to choose when I'm DJing, and and that really helps. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I wish I could put on, you know, Africa Bambata or Grandmaster. Oh Melody, yeah, of course. Of some course. of my favorites, you know. Because, of course, that's part of my background, too, because Bambada and I started what's called Hip House, which is house with rap on it. And when I lived in New York, of course, you know, all these 
people from the Universal Zulu Nation and Tribe Called Quest. And these are all people that I got to know, Curtis Blow, uh, so many great people. And now I'm excited because I've got a great new label, Get Right Entertainment, that I am distributing. I'm getting into wow. that now. Wow. And this rapper, So Gotti, is amazing. So I want everybody to look up So Gotti. So, so Gotti. Okay, well, I'm going to do that right now because that's yeah. interesting because I'm a, I'm a, uh, you don't know this about me, but I do love rap. So. Well, then, you know, there's a rap version of Rising with So Gotti on it. So that's another thing to look for. But he's got a song called Oh Well that I really love. Um, in the crowd that I really love. So it's exciting because we're working with him and we're actually giving him a new sound that he's really excited about because we've taken some of his music and we've kind of, you know, put an EDM house, you know, that kind of dance music flavor to it, which now people like Kanye West have been sampling us. The Killers have sampled us. So Trax Records, just by virtue of you know, other people kind of sampling our music has really infiltrated the mainstream. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me his um, his spelling. I feels. I feels like they, I. I just have a bad night at spelling tonight. I don't know what's going on. This but, uh... one is S O G A U D Y. So it's two words. <sighs> so Gaudi. Oh, there we go. Well, you know what? Just because you said that, I'm actually gonna do. Something really cool here, and play that one second here. Which one are you going to play? The Rising featuring Sogati. Now, is there a oh, point nice. in that that I need to go to, do you think? Uh, hmm. There may be a little bit more into the track, but, but it's on there, and he does a great job. Have a look here. Hold on. You might have to play around with that a little bit to get to it where the rap is. But it's on there and he does a great job. Let's There we go. That is epic. I love it. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about all Sogati's music. So I've always been kind of a really big fan of him. If he's a podcaster, then you know what? I'd, I'd love to have him on because that, that's awesome. That's Oh, we have to do that because he's yeah. a Vegas. So, you know, when you're That'd with be easy. Bobby, he has his own studio in Vegas and it's wonderful. And actually, I've got to give the legendary Busy B. You may know him. Um, he's a classic artist. He was in the movie Wild Style, which really was, I think, the best movie that introduced hip hop, break dancing, you know, all that kind of thing. 
because Rocksteady Crew, I mean, they were the ones who were really probably the most famous break dancers in the world with Crazy Legs Cologne and right, that whole right. thing. And then, you know, the TC5 crew that did graffiti, I was part of that. We actually bombed trains, and I don't mean blew them up. I mean, painted them inside mm. and out. We did what's called top to bottom. But, you know, the whole hip-hop movement has always been exciting, and Busy B, the original, is you've got you to listen s- to some You of said this. Tribe Called Quest, and you won me at that yeah. point because um, I've... I've always loved Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> like even growing up, that was just my thing. And and Jurassic Five as well. Actually, is another another great um, group that you know. It's it's crazy. Like you you. I actually had this conversation last night um, on on another podcast. You know, it's 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 amazing the things that are created and that you you just fall in love with and you just have make memories with. Like, you do. I've gotten to meet just about everybody you can think of, you know, from Prince to Michael Jackson, James Brown, and worked with so many people. George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, my gosh. He's so crazy. He's a lot of fun. Legends. Just absolute legends. You're dropping names like it's nothing, and they're just, they're... they're... Because they're my buddies. They really are. And Grandmaster Melly Mel, who did the message, I absolutely consider him i mean some of the other rappers might be angry for me to say this but you know i think he's probably well i'm not gonna say it but okay he's one of my favorites i'm not gonna just say (laughs) he's my favorite hey hey kind of feel that way but you know he's just amazing and i've been in the studio with him and you know in fact we've got a new uh compilation on tracks called star tracks and Star Tracks has a cut that I did with Grandmaster Melly Mel. So, you know, it's really a cool album. It's got a lot of great songs on it. Emski did uh, something with me that's also hip house. Emski's really very good. And that album, I think that new album, Star Tracks, what a cross section of music. Because what it is, it's, it's some of the... The last, let's say, about hmm, about 15 years that I worked with George Cruz, who is, a, is really great at putting together these compilations that just kind of make you feel something and take you on a journey. And, you know, that was his creation, Star Trek. So I'm excited about it, not only being on it, but I think it's a great milestone for the label. It's something great. 100%. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now that I didn't get to ask you last time because we didn't just, we, our chats are just like, we're two buddies just hanging out and it's always a great experience. And, um, I, that's, that's why when, when I had the opportunity and, and, you know, um, our, our, our amazing friend Eileen was like, oh yeah, you know, I know she's, she's, have you met her? Do you uh, know her person? I, I have not met her in person. It's one of the, I've spoken to her on the phone. We message all the time, but one of the things that I actually have threatened to get her on the podcast. So um, better do it. She's really good. She's interesting. She's fun. Oh, I know. Her interesting and I is... have hung out in New York and really partied down with George Clinton and lots of oh, other people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She's oh my amazing. goodness. She's amazing. And uh, 
just one of the most fun ladies around. And now she's, I have, you know, we have a little kind of group of women that are working together. I think it's really cool because Irene Michaels, she's, she's unique. And, and so around Irene Michaels, we got Suzanne and myself and I, Eileen, which is, wow. You know what I mean? Powerhouse. So it's girl power all the way. Girl power. So, so the question that I have for you is seen as you've really, I mean, if you wrote down everyone and put it on a wall, people would buy it because it's art. Um, the people you've collaborated with, who, who, who really inspired you and shocked you and um, just lives that the moment that you met them kind of has lived with you even now. It's just because for me, like I have people that I've always wanted to meet and sometimes it's a disappointment. Like you have these people, these people on a pedestal and then all of a sudden you meet them and it's a letdown. But like who really just, it's like a gold star on, on the path of success that you've had that really just, you're just like, wow, this shaped everything. This changed everything. Meeting this person that like, I mean, if I met George Clinton, for example, like that would just, you know, these names are, you know, Michael Jackson, God bless him. um, You know, James James Brown, Brown, like, I mean, you know, Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe that because I was kind of with him on the road at the end, sort of, but it didn't seem like the end because he was in it like 81 or something and he could still do the splits. He was just amazing. So he was a big inspiration. George Clinton was a big inspiration. And like, I got to say, Grandmaster Melly Mel, big, the busy bee, the original huge. These are all people that have been, you know, stood by me, you know, from the very beginning and Joe smooth promised land. My God, Joe Smooth is amazing. Farley Jack Master Funk, amazing. So I've been blessed to work with some of the best people in the industry, and they do inspire me. And they just take my talent further than, you know, it it just stretches when I get Mm. a chance to work with them. But I think that's what collaboration is all about. Yeah, it's bringing talent together and just, it's, 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 it is, the sharing of, of talent and making something great, I think is, is what it is. And I think, um, just, yeah, I'm still, it's one of those jaw. you've left me almost speechless just because of who these names are. And, um, you know, these podcasts that I've done over the last few years, you know, meeting people like yourself through Eileen and, and others, you know, they drop, they, they say things like that and you're just, it's hard for me not to go, like you're just jaw dropping gasp. Like you, you, you met who, like, what are you talking about? Well, you were... George was even the best man at my uh, wedding. So, you know, George Clinton. Wow. So That's... he's very, he's, he's close. You know, he's like family and Caroline, his wife, she's great. And uh, he's so much fun to work with because all he does when you, when you go to the studio with George, I mean, he improvs, he makes it up on the spot. And I love that, you know, I love to do that myself. So we kind of really vibe that way. And I've done really cool work with Joe Smooth where Joe will say, okay, get in the booth. Um, We're gonna do the song about, you know, house music. So within about, you know, 
a space of about 15 minutes. I'm in there writing down all these lyrics and then I'm in the booth recording it and then it's done. You know, it, yeah. it's the stream of consciousness, which is really so cool. It's a cool way to experience music. I mean, you know, I, I've been lucky in the fact that I'm not one of those singers that has to go like belabored, like over and over, take one, two, three, four, right, right. tune it up, tune it up, tune it up. No, you know, that's not me. Luckily, I've, I've got a gift that allows me to get the job done, you know, and, and put the feeling into it. Because it's all about a feeling, it really is. And it's well, all that. You definitely, you definitely have given... Um, I mean, the music that you've created, you continue cre creating, and then the talent that you foster and give opportunity to is, it's what it's all about. And it's why, you, you know, you are one of the greats and continue to be great. And you have, you have the mantle of queen of, of house for a reason. Um, this well, isn't just you. a self-made yeah. title. This is something that, people call you for a reason and it's um not only that i think you know y your personality you how down to earth you are you're approachable everything it's just uh, an amazing it's just an amazing experience experience knowing you and chatting with you and everything and i think um if if that's just me talking to you over a video i can only imagine meeting you in person and being able to work with you I must be party you look like you're a fun guy i get to see you on camera <laughs> but you look like a fun person that, yeah well i try i do try i i do try oh you know one person that i should mention that i did not mention especially because she's the woman who inspired me to do what i did you know, to be not only an artist and a songwriter and a producer. And that was Sylvia Robinson, the woman who did rap and hip hop before Russell Simmons, Sugar Hill Records. Oh, a boy. Ran a label. Uh, she they if you've ever seen the uh, the TV series Empire, it's really funny. Oh, yes, yes. Very good. So the character Cookie lot like Sylvia. The only difference is Lucius Lyons is the artist in that family, but with the Robinsons, it was Sylvia. And Lee Daniels was around. People know that, you know, this character with her fashion and her kind of cool bitchiness, but still a lot of heart, you know, mm, that was mm. Sylvia. And, and, you know, when I was kind of like young and met her and at Sugar Hill Records, it was an amazing experience because it, it set me on a completely different path. It wasn't that I was only going to just be a singer. It was like, wow, look, I could take control of this and I can do my music my own way and I can allow other artists to do their music their own way. And why not? I can produce, I can write, I can do all these things because that's what she did. And that's what she did until she died, you know? Wow. Yeah. She was Mickey and Sylvia, Love is Strange. She, she was amazing. She it's, wrote a lot of songs. I mean, you know, Clean Up Woman, she wrote that. Uh, I, I can't think of some of the other things that she's done, but she's done many. Oh, I think Pillow Talk, yes. Pillow Talk, the old kind of disco-y song, really kind of sexy. Mm. She did that. She wrote a lot of hits, and of course, Rapper's Delight, if it wasn't for Sylvia Robinson, you know. Oh yeah. 
I yeah. was just listening to that tonight because, you know, I was having dinner and it came on. It was really cool. And I was just thinking, you know, I was telling my friend that was Sylvia who inspired me to be who I am today. She was behind that record. Wow. Well, so, you know, we talk about the past and the, the greats and the people that have inspired us. Um, how I always finish up anything that, that I do is I ask my guests, what's next? What's the future? What's, you know, you've got all these things that you've done. You've got the movies that now I have to go out and watch and, and admire and send you messages about how awesome they are and everything. But like, what is next? You're, you've accomplished so much. You're, you're still accomplishing. What is the next thing that you can do? Well, I'm coming out with another single. I'm doing a lot of music, so coming out with Sensation. It's a cut I've always loved. This is something that Ron Hardy, who was one of the real original house heroes, he's passed away, as has Frankie Knuckles. And I would say that between Frankie Knuckles and Ron Hardy, especially to me, Ron Hardy, he was one of the most experimental DJs in Chicago that, there, that ever lived. And it's kind of a pity because as big as a legend that he was, he never really got to travel the world. Mm. If you talk to people in Chicago that grew up on house music, they'll all say, yeah, Ron Hardy, oh my God, the music box. You know, it's a legend. It's a legendary club. So he did a really cool record called Sensation. And um, I decided to redo that. And it, it's it's been, you know, Joe Smooth has worked on it. We've had some really great people working on it. Um, that's it's awesome. Exciting. So I can't that, wait to hear it. I yeah, can't wait to hear it. It's going to be that's, that's something for for my listeners to to definitely look forward to. And of course, the vinyl coming out with vinyl of Rising with all these international. Oh my goodness! That's going to be fun. Well, the song itself with Sogadi. I mean, I'm not even joking. We need to make sure that we. We, we talk about this Sogati coming on the podcast because that's... He that's... needs to because he's fun. I mean, and oh, he's got I bet. a great yeah. studio. And I just love everything about him. And and thank goodness the legendary Busy B, who I just love his cut, Got Things Sewed. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And Suicide is another big one by him. But, you know, Busy B, the original, he's part of the hip-hop legends you know along with well you, you mentioned you mentioned uh grandmaster melly mel and oh, you, you you speak with him so fondly and you you were chatting about the star tracks while you were chatting and um talking about the 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 industry and everything i was actually quickly looking over to my right here on my ipad and i pulled up boom goes my heart so oh, yeah, before we finish up i do want to give give the honor to Grandmaster Melly Mel because I know some people, you know, they might be in their car and they get off the, the podcast and they can't remember. And it's like, Oh my gosh. But if they give this a listen for a few seconds and, and just get a feel for it, you know, it makes people kind of, it lights a fire and then, you know, hopefully get some more, some more likes. It's, it's actually easy to find as well as under star tracks, um, T R A X. Um, very easy for anyone that has, any streaming app i i specifically use spotify because it houses my 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 podcast and it it well, does spotify everything for me everything i mean you know everything you want to listen to right I mean, it's it's a free platform to do podcasts it does everything and um so 
it's on there. It's under Star Tracks, and it's uh, the last track on the album. And we're going to give it a quick listen to right now. Oh, great. That's how you that that's how you step. That that's how you step. That that's how you step in my life like That's how you step in my life like Stuck me in the heart like a knife fight. Now I can't eat, can't sleep, barely can breathe, and I don't really wanna live my life right. Every night while we in the bedroom, Ooh. kitchen table, living room, bathroom, Ooh. check it to a five-star hotel and rock you well in each and every last room. Like a Yakuza, you love it like a beautiful tattoo all over my body and you can do whatever you want. Doing real big things, money to burn and women to blow on the yacht in the face, shooting the higher, throwing precious stones at you like I'm David and you're liar. I never knock up, they cocked, I keep you quicker than a Chinese cook who can throw rice in a wide wow kind of wow. cool right and wow like, wow on so many that. levels like just it's so it's nine. It's so nineties. I love it. It's like it's it's just so brilliant. It's so relevant. It's so current. It's so everything. It's just uh, for anyone that loves hip hop. It's just it's wow. Like you gotta hear this crazy part. Do you remember the crazy song that Kanye West did? That poopity scoop, poopity scoop song. Do you remember that? Um, it's kind of dumb, really. But yeah, I think I remember it. I, I've it kind of. Called, uh, What's it called? I get lifted, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, what he did was he used that sample. That is from Trax Records. Oh. That sample that is in that song is the one Kanye stole and used it for that crazy song. But nonetheless, I don't know. You know what I mean? So Trax, I mean, he actually... I get a call that, oh, Kanye wants to use one of your songs, you know, and it's like, uh, well, which one? Well, it's called, you know, uh, Boom Boom. And I'm like, we have two songs called Boom Boom. How do I know which one? They said, just go to KanyeWest.com. It was already out there, already done. And, you know, I mean, Kanye hey. can't keep his hands off other people's music. No, but that's, I think, you know, for a lot of rappers, that's, I don't what get... they do, it is but, but you know what you have to do is you have to get a license right and it's, a, it's professional courtesy it's professionalism you know it's like yeah we could go down the road talking about kanye for a few hours because he's a he's a topic all on his own really um yeah. I think and, kind of lost it lately. Yeah, they, well, lately is lately is being kind. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but, it, but it's, you know that right now, actually, there's a huge lawsuit going on with Kanye West because he stole part of Move Your Body without getting a license. And what he did with that was he said, I'm not putting it on Spotify or any digital platform. He partnered with a technology company 
made a thing called the STEM player. STEM player is 200 bucks a pop. And it's the only way you can get that album. But the problem is, once you get that album and you get the STEM player that has the album on it, you can make your own remixes of everything, including the part of our song. So it's kind of like, you know, and Kanye didn't get a yeah. license. So that's yeah. being sold. But the point of it is, it's a little alarming when people, especially other artists, don't respect you enough to license the music. You know? Right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's there's a lot of that, um, you know, but the, the argument, the so cre- creators are constantly in this fight. And it's actually something, again, poor, poor Mr. Ed Sheeran. He's been through it. It's madness. It's like um, he was done twice in the space, uh, the space of two years. And it's just crazy because like he said, um, he, he ended up doing in the core case, he played like, I think it was like a hundred songs with the same chords, the same, the to way that, yeah, that the same structure, the same, everything. Right. Like literally went through a hundred songs. Um, he played a bunch of them and just to prove a point. And it's like, if, if you're going to sue me, then you have to go back all the way back to, to, you know, when this song was created and, and then go through everyone that used that as an inspiration or, you know, maybe use similar chords or whatever. So um, I'm glad he won because to be honest with you, I think this Sioux culture that um, it's not good. And that no, this cancel really culture that people are, you know, it's just, it needs to finish because we're over it. We need to let talent be talent. It's as long as people are given credit, it's, it's hilarious because um, he, in, in his documentary, he said he, he called Chris Martin because he thought something sounded like a Coldplay song that he created. And Chris Martin is like, Oh, don't be silly. Like he's just like, you've gone through enough you don't need to worry about me as well and it was just quite it was quite endearing but also funny at the same time because you you realize that you know artists are artists like they understand creators understand that you know you don't have to necessarily jump down someone's throat about a certain melody that may sound similar or whatever. Well, rock and roll's got about three chords that are used over and over again, pretty right. much everything. So you can't really, you know, you can't really say that. And there's been many songs in house that kind of have the same sort of baseline. So, you know, that is just something that, that exists, but I do love the idea of trying to, you know, work together and work things out and be, you know, as honest as you can with everybody. But yeah, I've been a victim of cancel culture and I hate it. I think right now the problem that is going on in America, which has me very sad, is that we're dividing everybody. We're dividing the LGBTQ from the straight people. We're dividing the black people from the white people. We're dividing, you know, the Latinos going their way. Everybody is like splitting apart instead of coming together. And we need people to come together now more than ever. I think 100%. maybe COVID did a lot of that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. COVID did a lot of things, but... Um... It did. And then the government. I mean, you know, I just kind of feel like 
governments are are tearing you know groups of people apart i think you know i just have that feeling right now because you know there's this like in chicago wow i mean i don't know if you've been following what's going on in chicago but i'm also president of an organization called youth communication Mm. I didn't want to be president of that, but my friend who was president died in a terrible fire with his daughter and his 92-year-old mother and their dog. And somebody had to step into this organization that's been around for over 40 years. And the message, the, the statement is youth must be heard and understood. So you can find youthcommunicationchicago.org. But why organizations like that are necessary and why I brought it up because in Chicago right now we have gangs of kids that are like 10, 11, 12 and they're going out and they, they like message each other on you know Facebook and Instagram they all get together in one place at a certain time and they just start wreak, wreaking havoc you know mm, mm. tourists uh, just you know being destructive and I think it's just because Young people need an outlet. They need mentorship. They, when we were growing up, we had house music. You know, Chicago yeah. had a movement called house music. Everybody wanted to be a DJ. Everybody wanted to make a record because we did it. So they could do it. Just like what you said. If you can do it, I can do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so right now, Chicago is going through a very, very hard time, you know, with a lot of rioting in the streets and division of the races and and I just I just want to help and youth communication wants to help so we're working on developing some programs art programs music programs I've run some programs myself you know uh, journalism programs uh, so I just love to give back you know well like, you're definitely giving back there's no doubt about that in 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 all the ways you can, you, you're definitely giving back. And the, you know, you're talking about bringing people together. There's, that's what you're doing too, by creating this amazing music, by, by doing what you're already amazing at and just continuing down that road. Because honestly, as, as, as I keep saying, I've said this from the beginning of the show, you're just a delight. You're, 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 you exude happiness and you, you just want to foster every kind of talent and you want to help people and you, it's just an amazing, it's amazing speaking with you. It's amazing communicating with you in any way, shape or form and your music and even watching your parties on Facebook live during COVID. It's, it was just sensational. So yeah, just, we made it fun. You know, we made it fun. And then every, every week after the show, we would like have all the different performers because we had DJs in different cities also doing things at different hours. And I was doing mine at a certain time. And, you know, this guy was doing something in New York. and It was really pretty great. And then at the end of it, we'd all get together on a Zoom and we'd just all like talk. And it was so great to see your friends. It was the only way you could see your friends. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. It was crazy. But, you know... There is one good thing that came out of it, and I think that it, it made us uh, slow down and uh, gave us some time to be creative and really, you know, Reflect. we actually made a movie during COVID. I mean, we did. Yeah. Uh, Duke of New York. 
And it's, it's very interesting because it's actually kind of about COVID in some ways. And it's got some crazy characters, including myself. So you've got to watch Duke of New York and see what that's about. But the thing is, I, I mean, the things that we did during COVID, like Jason Chaos in Times Square DJing with nobody there. Imagine you watching on a Zoom a guy in the middle of Times Square and nobody's there. It was like, it was amazing. It was just amazing to see. It was kind of sad in a way, but in a way, it was just such a, an original thing to do. And I, I don't know, you know, we all, even though we, we were safe about things and, and we did, you know, pretty much keep things apart. Like I even filmed my parts for that movie in Chicago, you know? So everybody kind of adhered to a different way of doing things, but it did give us time to slow down and really kind of get creative. And, and maybe even though we couldn't really see them personally, make some new friends, make some new friends on the internet. Exactly. Well, Rachel, um, as always, it's, it's a pleasure. It's, it's been such a delight speaking with you and the connections and making friends and being more friendly with you again, because, um, our first, our, our first podcast was an hour and 16 minutes. And you know what? We're, we're creeping up there again. And I, I can't, uh, we could talk all night. You've just got so many stories and I enjoy talking with you so much. Um, I want to, I want to thank you, um, for, for giving us the time this evening, um, or whatever time, um, people are listening to it. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to have great guests like you on. Um, this has been another episode of the unscripted perspective. I can't get off without doing this for the amazing Miss Kane. Thank you. She definitely deserves that. Um, We'll be back again next week and um, we'll see you then. See you then. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to leave us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. Be sure to keep in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Unscripted Perspective. Or you can visit us at www.theunscriptedperspective.com.